Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What is up, everybody? Welcome to 48 Minutes. Uh, we are back today. Tim is taking a a few days off and we're, yeah, we're I'm shocked i'm shocked too i'm shocked too so i was out last week i just got back from from sunny florida uh and i'm here with the shot callers crew here we go we got ben brown what is going on sir man what is going on my man sean uh things are going well here uh just like i said before running around like crazy i'm happy to be able to sit down uh, and talk a little NBA All-Star Weekend and then the second half with you boys. Uh, just super excited to be here and having some fun, man. I love this podcast and stuff, and let's get it. Joshua, how we feeling? Man, I'm I'm feeling good. I uh, I missed my brothers uh, on the last pod, and um, I was itching to get back on here so we could talk some basketball, so I'm ready to go. All right, all right. Well, let's do this. So last night was uh, – what the NBA kind of put together for the NBA all-star weekend. It was, it was one night. Um, they crammed it all into a, a Sunday and it was kind of interesting, kind of sad, kind of weird, just like everything that's going on right now. It's just, it, this is definitely shaping up to be the second weirdest NBA season of all time. So um, all-star game, I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, the players looked loose out there. They did some good stuff. I was a little disappointed by Zion not being able to throw down so many dunks. He missed so many yeah. dunks last night. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got Giannis winning the uh, the MVP this year. Finally, adding more hardware to his his closet again, again. And uh, but you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm never really that into the All Star game. I'm into All Star Saturday night, the Saturday night stuff, the mm-hmm. skills contest the three-point contest and of course the dunk contest um let's start with the skills contest so Sabonis so wins at this we got another big guy who ends up winning uh your yeah, guy baby Andy, how how do you feel about this i think this is a, a nice little win for him oh absolutely man he came out um and the biggest thing involved like he hit his three-pointers like right off the bat so i i don't know if he was just locked in from there but man the to see him win uh, to put on for uh, the Pacers, which actually was supposed to be hosting the All-Star game, which everybody was wondering why the weird colors for the All-Star jerseys. But I'm like, it was supposed to be uh, in Indianapolis. So, yeah, um, but to see yeah. him put on, you know, see him put on for the for the Pacers uh, in that blue and gold, man, I, I was excited to see that. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, gosh, I, what did you I think was, about it? I was um, impressed that, you know, just the fact that he was a reserve that was an alternate that was picked and then he came right in and kind of did what he did was kind of surprising to me. And Ben and I had talked before and, and definitely thought that he deserved to be there as he started off the season. He's, he's arguably having the best season of his career right now. And, um, you know, when it comes to the all-star voting, not really sure who you take off, who you put on, but he was definitely deserving of the nod to begin with. So I just Absolutely. think that kind of shows the, the true testament to his skill set 
um, being able to come in and, and be able to do the things that he does. Plus, you know, we, we've talked about it on the show a couple of times. It doesn't hurt when your dad is who he is. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he learned from he learned from him, you know, so he's got a little bit of that skill set already. Yeah. Um, it's not bad having a Hall of Fame dad, you know, like one of the no. one of the greatest uh, <laughs> European players as your dad ever. And to be able to kind of take everything that he, he taught him probably and, and, and be able to roll with it, because the big men are so skilled today. Um, and, and Sabonis is, he's, he was such a get for them. He was such a get for them. I'm so happy that he is, is doing, is doing well. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I thought it was just kind of, I always think it's a neat kind of win anytime anyone wins one of these, these, uh, competitions. So, um, I think really the, the highlights of last night was the three point contest. Would you guys yeah. agree? I, oh. Uh. It was unbelievable. 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 Uh, Steph Curry. I think the whole night was all Steph Curry. Like Steph was just on fire the entire time. Um, Also Mike Connolly, you know, I mean, what, what is it? (laughs) I mean, I mean, I love, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Mike Connolly has always been a dog to me, but man, to see him come and fire in a way like that. Unbelievable. Well, you know, it, he, he, he was one of the guys that you talked about it being snubbed before. But, you know, for him to be coming in as an alternate, go straight into the three-point contest and go head-to-head with Steph, uh, it, it was the man. That was a lot of fun. And I was really happy for Mike Conley. All those years, you know, with the uh, grit and grind down there in Memphis, now he's getting a little bit more shine with with, U- with Utah and, and the, as well as their playing. To see him come in and, and just go head-to-head with Steph, man, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, and yeah. it, it took him, it took him, I mean, so many people had to drop off for Connolly to even get there to right. NBA All-Star Weekend <laughs> on top of it. So, so what'd you think, Josh? Man, um, first and foremost, um, you know, and we can talk about this later, but the three-point contest itself, I just think the way that it's put together, it's just, it's always been an exciting thing to watch. And the one thing I've always loved about the three-point contest is you usually get the best shooters to do the contest. So it makes it exciting. And then you get a couple guys here and there that want to jump in and show that they can shoot. But, you know, you have Steph Curry, who we arguably say is the greatest shooter of all time. He's been in the contest, I think, seven times. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the finals, um, maybe like five out of the seven or four out of the seven. And, um, you know, he's he's came down to a couple of those where he's lost on like the final rack or the final ball even. So like he could easily be like a four time three point champ. I mean, one time he lost to Clay Thompson. (laughs) You can't can't fault him for that. Right. Yeah. If you're going to lose to your fellows. But um, that the last round that he shot and I was watching it literally looked like every single shot was going to go in. And he missed some by inches and centimeters, but like when he shoots, it's almost like, you're just like, it's automatic. And uh, the crazy part is, is the confidence that he has to shoot, like knowing you got to go down to the last rack and hit that money ball to win. And he shot it and just held his hand up. Like, I know it's good. And Oh yeah. Yeah. Ball game. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, and even, I think that even kind of, uh, kind of piqued my wife's interest for a brief moment. She even watched it for just that last round right there, because it was, it's entertaining to watch those guys sink shots. Um, mm-hmm. So um, happy for Steph. I mean, and he had an awesome all-star game too. We'll talk about that in a minute, but um, 
let's move on to the dunk contest. Um, I, I publicly went out last night. Uh, I think the consensus is that it was pretty unmemorable. What do you think, Josh? It was so unmemorable that I even <laughs> didn't even watch it and didn't even follow it. And, um, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't even know who won. Why are you asking me? <laughs> I, I honestly didn't, didn't. Um, I knew who the, who the three con- contestants were, um, and I knew that you know, there was a potential that one of those guys could reign supreme and become like a a household name, but it didn't happen. And the problem is, is that um, I I obviously think the weekend had a lot to do with it. And like you said, not being able to do it on Saturday night, they had to kind of shorten it a little bit. You know, they, they had to change the rules a little bit. So like, it wasn't like this thing where it was like singled out by itself, really. It was something that just kind of had to like snap, 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 go. And um, I, I think they tried to make it great. But, um, you know, not here, here's my thing with the dunk contest. And, and my son and I had a, like literally a two hour conversation last night about this. Wow. <laughs> the, it, it's 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 nuts. We, we talked basketball really late last night. The thing about the three point contest that's exciting is that you get the household names in it. You get all stars, you get perennial all stars, you get the best shooters. We never get that in the dunk contest ever. And, you know, he asked me, he said, what do you think is the greatest dunk contest of all time? And I was like, well, if you're going by straight dunks, I was like, it's hard to pass up Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine's dunk contest in 16. I mean, that thing was just amazing. I said, but what was missing out of that dunk contest is back then is like they weren't really household names, like truly household names. I mean, Zach Levine got his first all-star night this year. Um, You know, Gordon's never been in the all-star game. And I said, my favorite dunk contest of all time was Jordan versus Neek in Chicago. Yes. And he's like, and he said, why do you think, why did you pick that one? I said, man, you got to understand Jordan won the MVP that year. He won defensive player of the year. He won the all-star MVP. He, he, he let, I mean, and I was like, and then you had Dominique who finished like fourth or fifth in MVP voting. I said, you had the cream of the crop doing the dunk contest. And I said, the crowd was electrifying. I said, you had 20 something thousand people there watching the dunk contest and they were literally watching because they had the two greatest dunkers in the game going at it with each other at the time. And I was like, we never, we, you know, the younger generation, they've never got to really see that. Like, when are we going to get Zion in a dunk contest? And when are we going to get some of these guys in a dunk contest? Like we've been waiting for how long to watch LeBron do a dunk contest. And it's pretty much passed him up at this point. But I mean, the, the last one we really truly got was Kobe. You know, Kobe did a dunk contest. Yeah. And, well, and, and Kobe wasn't a household name. That was when, when right. he came out to do yeah. that. And, you know, and that was that was kind of an interesting uh, dunk contest because the way I remember it, Allen Iverson was actually supposed to be in that contest and he backed out at the last minute and mm-hmm. Darvin Ham took his, his spot. And Darvin Ham, I... I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like he kind of got robbed in that. He, he had a hell of a dunk off that night with Kobe because uh, I was, and, and there was a, I think a one year reprieve after Kobe won it because uh, basically Kobe had went ahead and did the Isaiah Ryder dunk from, from uh, three years prior. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of did the East Bay funk dunk or whatever it was that he was doing at the time. So, um, you know, like you guys said, I feel like I feel like the the dunk contest. You gotta have some stars in it for people to care. And last night, the NBA wrestled up three guys: Obi Toppin. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Come on, they, youngins. <laughs> Obi Toppin, who uh, you know uh, regionally here, we know what he did at Dayton last year. Uh, he was the biggest dunker in college basketball last year. One of the most electrifying players in college basketball. Um, 
I believe he did a, a between the legs dunk in transition on a fast break last year in a game. Yes, he so he definitely so, did. <laughs> so you have that, you have Cassius Stanley, who I have, I'll be completely honest with you guys. I never heard of until tonight till last night. No way. I had never heard of him. I had never oh, heard of him. Stanley? No, oh, man. no, I never well, I guess heard of him. I'm a Pacer guy. Yeah. You're I'm a Pacer, Pacer guy. guy. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. you know, it's, it'd be like if I pulled some, you know, is he playing a he lot of minutes a ran- for them? No, he's a G League. He's a two-way contract guy. He's, okay. he's a G Leaguer. See that? See that's why you know him, then. I don't feel that bad. Yeah. You tell me this. So, uh, so yeah. So yeah, we- you shouldn't. Feel, you shouldn't feel bad. I mean, it's <laughs> unless you unless you follow the Pacers or Duke, like you wouldn't know who Cassius Stanley is. Okay. Okay. And no, I thought, that makes sense. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought his first dunk was fantastic. Yeah. So, so they he robbed got, me, man. He, he got. That, that he got absolutely. He got robbed yeah. the entire thing. He should have. But then he did the. Uh, he had the one dunk where, you know, it wouldn't go down. And then he started getting like the Chris Birdman syndrome where yep. he just kept throw, trying to throw down the same thing. And it's like, and the judges aren't down with that anymore. But no. um, Anthony Simmons, Simons, I'm sorry. I always want to call it Simmons. Uh, Anthony Simons is the one who ends up winning the contest uh, with a, a dunk where he looks like he's going to kiss the rim. But then he got scared. Like he got scared. He's like, he got I, don't, real scared. I don't want to, I don't want to mess up my teeth. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. It would have looked absolutely crazy but you think about all of the some of the some of the the dunks from the past that didn't get good you know ratings at the time mm-hmm. i think a lot of them would have beat i mean I, I feel like gerald green's blown out the birthday candles dunk may beat everything that happened last <laughs> night you know hey no, so. jo- hey no joke lebron's first dunk in the all-star game would have won the contest last night exactly no- exactly i mean when zach levine's layup line Dunk from the other night is better than the whole dunk contest. That's a yeah. problem. It was- hey, they they literally said in the dunk contest that dunk would have been a fifty had Zach Levine not did it in the layup line. In a layup line. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true though. It's absolutely true. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. It, it was. I I will go ahead and say that it was hands down. I think it was the most underwhelming since two thousand four when Fred Jones won with the Pacers. Yeah. Um, and I I remember he did that cock back dunk like he just yeah. kind of went back and then cocked it back a little bit further and like and that dunk i remember ended up on nba live is like one of their the signature dunks in their contest and i just and it never got you never got a 50 with it hey, so, yeah. but that one won while we're talking about the dunk contest um i read a crazy stat today and you know i, I always like to throw these little random stats in there but it says nate robinson had one perfect dunk of 50 and he's won three slam dunk trophies Wow. Aaron Aaron Gordon has the most 50 perfect uh scored perfectly scored dunks in NBA history with 8 and he has zero slammed up champion trophies. Well, wow. the, la- the last one he got robbed. Yeah, he did. Because they had a dunk off and it was just and he kept he was I mean and I I love my guy Zach Levine. I don't don't get me wrong. I love Zach Levine, but mm-hmm. that um he he the last the last time that they met up Aaron Gordon was absolutely robbed. He was fantastic that night. Yeah, he was. Absolutely. So, so um, like I said before, the game was uh was 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 a lot of fun. Uh we once again have not gotten to a 200 point all-star game. I always sit there and kind of wonder about it. Um, you know, if we're gonna get the 200 points, we did not get the 200 points this year. Uh Giannis Antetokounmpo ends up winning, adds hardware to the thing. It looked like Steph was gonna go for it early. You know, so um, 
and 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 here we are. It's over with. We're 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 done with All Star Weekend. It was all in one night, and here it is. We're at the ha- we're, we're, and we're at the halfway point of the NBA season. I mean, already yeah. at this point. Um, a lot of trade rumors going around right now. So this is it. We've got a lot of uh, there's a lot of movement. One of the big things that happened uh, shortly before the NBA All Star Game last night. Blake Griffin has agreed to join the Brooklyn Nets um, in a buyout move um, to add even more <laughs> star power to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, <laughs> this is becoming one of the flashiest teams in, in the history of the NBA right now. Um, mm. Josh, how do you feel Blake Griffin is going to, to, uh, fit with this with this squad he's not quite the man that he used to be but he's he's going to be out there again and he's going to be with some really really good players so so um we have a running joke on on the show sean and i'm just like everything is brooklyn nets so when somebody when somebody gets cut from a team i'm like send them to brooklyn and uh so i i actually love what's going on. And I think that Blake Griffin can give them a boost on offense. Um, Not like they need it. I I don't think he gives them anything (laughs) defensively. I don't think they give him anything defensively. And here's what's about to happen. When I pass this over to my man, Ben, Ben's about Mm -hmm. to talk bad about Blake Griffin. Right. And as soon as he does, Griffin's going to come out and he's going to ball out. Yeah. So let me go ahead and get this. Let me go ahead and get this out of the way. I'm going to preface it. Do it. Anytime, anytime I bring somebody up on the pod, uh, that next week, two weeks. I mean, they had the they had the games of their life. So, like a month ago, I was like, "Man, Al Horford, he's trash. Like he's he's out of his prime." Blah blah. blah. I mean, the next week he averaged like sixteen and nine. I'm like, "Come on!" Like, like he hasn't done anything all year. So now I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way. Blake Griffin does nothing for the Brooklyn Nets. Absolutely nothing. Uh, it, it, if you wanted to make a splash. Uh, go get Drummond. Absolutely. Uh, you know what I mean? He's it, coming too. To, he's still he's still coming. Oh, no, no, no. Drummond's going to be a Laker. Uh, he's going to be a Laker. But um, to me, Blake Griffin, and I know in Detroit, he didn't play with the best team. I get it. You know, you're only going to give up so much of your body for a team that's not going anywhere. And I understand that. But I, I think I described it uh, a couple weeks ago as him getting up and down the floor like uh, Hank Hill's dad. Uh, uh, Bobby Cot- Hill, Cotton Daddy, Cotton Hill with no shins, he got blown off in the war. And WW two, um, right? So I mean, he kind of hobbles up the floor a little bit. So I, I don't know. I don't. I, I just defensively, he gives you nothing. Offensively, um, what's he shooting like thirty percent from the floor or something like that? Something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I. I, I I don't know if you if you'd give him if Blake Griffin would have made this move and this would have happened three years ago. I'd be like, man, you got you got four really good players now. Um, but I, I just think that he gave up so much in Detroit of his body. I just don't know how much he's got left, man. I I mean, it's good to sign a veteran. He's a veteran guy. He he's a you know he's a good you know he's a good guy to have. But I I just don't know what he's got left to give. Yeah, so I'll be now, I'll be honest with you, Ben. I'm I, I'm not thinking this was the greatest thing in the world for yeah. Brooklyn. And to be honest with you, I think the roster Brooklyn has right now, like they figured out a way to play with that roster 
and they got guys like Brown contributing, and they've got mm-hmm. Green contributing, and they got my boy, my boy Claxton. Yeah, <laughs> not contributed, <TV>. and <laughs> haven't even got KD on the floor yet. So I feel like when you add him, and he's just going to slide right in and be KD. Like that's a dangerous team already. I still think they make a. I still think they try to make the way to get Drummond somehow, um, even yeah. if it's giving up. Den, if, even if it's giving up Spencer some in a, in a, in a trade or um, they're going to, they're going to figure it out. So right now, you know, the top two guys for, for, or the top two teams for Drummond, it looks like it's the Lakers and and the Nets and they're going to be battling back and forth. And, you know, my boy, Tim, even while he's gone, he's still sending stuff, you know, trying to do some work. So we, you know, he said that little article this morning, but mm-hmm. yeah, Blake, Blake Griffin to the, to the, to the Nets is uh, that's, that's interesting to say the least. Yeah. Well, it's a little under, it's underwhelming for me. I, I have to agree that it is an underwhelming uh, signing. Um, Blake has not played particularly well uh, to his standards from being one of the, the best power forwards in the league to, to where he's at now, but he's got some, he's got some mileage on those, those knees, man. So mm. um, he has not played since uh, February 12th when they played Boston and he, and he racked up 12 points and, and uh, six assists and I think four rebounds. So he's been out for a little while, um, uh, catching his breath, uh, maybe getting a little bit healthier. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> he's been sitting in the that's corner. A nice way to, that's a nice way to put it, Sean. That's he's been, nice he's been uh, sitting in the corner wheezing alone. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in the darkness of Detroit. So um, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I feel like he's going to have, I, I kind of agree with Josh. There's probably going to be like some point where he's going to have, there's going to be some game where he's going to end up coming out and just balling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to see like glimpses of it, but I don't think, um, I don't think it's going to be anything like what we saw, you know, five years ago from him. So, right. um, so there's that. Now let's get on to Andre Drummond. So he is the trade talk of the week right now um obviously uh the nets would love to have him they'd have to make some moves for it um really this is going to be up to andre drummond because uh you know if they can't do a trade and they decide to do some sort of a you know uh a, a buyout or something um anything could happen with the buyouts drummond can control his destiny in that point but um mm-hmm. the lakers have interest in him and this is actually a fit that i I'm, I'd be really excited to see because um, over the last couple of years, well, last year in particular, the, the Lakers had a, had a decent group of center rotation. They had JaVale McGee and they had Dwight, you know, um, guys who had, you know, won some games previously. Andre Drummond um, on this team to be able to do some, some defensive work to, to guard the paint, to, you know, drag down some boards, get some easy dunks. I just, I really like this fit over there. Am I crazy? No, no, no. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you've got it. And, and as wonderful as AD is uh, defensively, um, you've got to find a way to take some pressure off them defensively. Um, I, I think that's why a big key to why they had success last year is that you could rely on Dwight Howard to control the paint. You could rely yeah. on JaVale McGee to control the paint defensively. And AD, of course, is a great defender, but didn't have to be that centerpiece, that cog defensively. Um, he, he was able to roam a little bit more. He was able to do some other things. And he's an awesome guy, an off-the-ball an off defender, to be able to help on that wing space. 
um, with his wingspan and all the other things that he can do, when he can be the help guy and be able to come and and recover and rotate, then I, I think that makes them a better team. And Drummond would help that immensely. Uh, Drummond defensively uh, plays well. He's he's a he's a walking double double. Um, I mean, he's a he. There's there's any night he can go twenty and twenty. Any night of the of 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 gameplay because he's done it before. Um, so I, I think they need that centerpiece there that takes that a little bit of pressure off AD and AD doesn't have to do so much defensively, but be that help guy like he was when Dwight where that was there and JaVale was there and he could do those kind of things uh, uh, other than being the centerpiece of the defense, because he's going to do other things like scoring and, and, and rebounding and the other things that he does so well. So, Andre Drummond would be a great fit for them. I think I don't think you're off at all. Um, I think I think that 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 would put them I think back in that number one spot as far as being the team to be. I'm right with you. Um, you know, I was I was a little curious to try to figure out the reasonings why the Lakers let go and didn't try to get back Dwight Howard or JaVel McKee. Cause like you said, they, the, the minutes that they were on the floor, they were both very, very, very serviceable, especially on the defensive end. And they both could run the floor. So it kind of worked with their, um, with the type of style of offense that they ran. They brought in Marcus all and they brought in Harold, which, you know, I love Harold, you know, being from the Ville, but mm-hmm. um, Gasol definitely slows their offense down when he's in there and he's not quite the defensive presence that he used to be when he was winning defensive player of the year awards. So like that trade didn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Drummond is definitely a a faster, younger, you know, defensive presence guy who can get up and down the floor. But like you said, Ben, like he's at, he's having a career year in Cleveland right now. You know, I think he's averaging close to 19 a game, 19, almost 19 and 15, I think. Is his, yeah, nine, yeah it's like, he's like 19, <laughs> four, 19 and 14, 19 and 15, something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. That's mm-hmm. insane to average that many rebounds a game. Insane. Oh, it's also a, a you know, good stats, bad team kind of kind of thing right. too as well. So <laughs> Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland's kind of a kind of a joke again at the moment. So Yeah, um, that was another that was another backfire because we were like, man, Cleveland. It was a really fun team to watch, man. They're doing, they're doing some really good things, and they lost like eight straight. We're like, gosh dang it, Cleveland! Yeah, like, yeah. What the yeah. heck? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. The, the NBA season is a season of runs. A lot of teams, yes, it sure you know, is. It's just how it is. Uh, Lakers, if they don't get Andre Drummond, it looks like they'll probably go with Demarcus Cousins, but they are preferring Andre Drummond now. Uh, a little bit more interesting piece that came out a little while ago um, about. Uh, you know, it's came out from from Kevin O'Connor at the Ringer. Um, the Warriors are very interested in trading for Victor Oladipo at the moment. Um, now, obviously, uh, Oladipo is a, a free agent this offseason. Uh, he's been linked to the Miami Heat for a while now like really, really linked. And it sounds like there's mutual interest from both, but um, the Warriors, they are right there. um, (laughs) Kind of sitting there on a playoff spot. They're in ninth place in the West. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously I think it would be huge for them to make it to the playoffs just for, you know, fans sake, especially with everything that they've had going on, all this bad luck over the last two years, best luck ever versus worst luck 
So especially with KD going down, leaving Clay Thompson, another setback, I was so looking forward to seeing them play again this year. Um, and Steph having another remarkable season, just absolutely carrying this, this team that's, it, and it's a, it's a weird team. I'm not even going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously they got uh, Andrew Wiggins on this, this squad at the moment. Uh, they could, um, they could make a deal, you know, if they wanted to, um, you know, make some sort of run for the playoffs and maybe just, you know, unload Andrew Wiggins. He's, you know, it's Andrew Wiggins. I don't know what you get because he's the second they ended up getting d'angelo russell for the for for uh kevin durant in that trade and then now you have and they have traded him away now you have andrew wiggins he's not i mean let's be honest he's probably not a future uh player in two years for the he's not part of the future of this this squad at this point um obviously mm-hmm. they got james wiseman uh he's going to be the future of this team uh, eventually if he can get all of his stuff together uh, how would you feel about maybe the Warriors unloading Andrew Wiggins uh, just so they could, you know, a get rid of his contract and and b get Oladipo in there and maybe make a little run here for the end of the season? Ben, I'll let you go with this one first because we were we were shocked that Oladipo even got booed from the Pacers. So yes, yeah. um, yes. I'll I'll let you start off with this one. Um. I, I love Victor Oladipo, and I, and I think that he was starting to round into Victor Oladipo of 2017-18 um, before the injury. Uh, he was starting to come back to form, um, and then we moved him. I, and I know that, that he had talked previously and in, in before the season started about um, wanting to be traded uh, and then he kind of took that back because the Pacers were playing well. Um, and then he wound up getting moved anyway. But he was definitely having a a, a good year. Um, now in Houston, he's he, – I don't know. That whole team is a mess. Yeah. Um, Houston is not, not a good place to be right now. Um, I don't know. I, I think he if he gets moved to Golden State uh, for Andrew Wiggins, I do feel like that is a better fit for Golden State. Um, Wiggins to me is a guy that's so uh, unpredictable. Sometimes he looks like he wants to play. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. Um, sometimes he's consistent. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he you know shoots the ball well. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, I think Oladipo um, is the better shooter. Um, I think, better I think ball handler Wiggins, too. yeah, better ball handler. I think Wiggins is a better athlete, but I think Oladipo is the better basketball player. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're going to get him, uh, for the end of this year, I think that's a good get. Um, I am personally not a fan of Wiggins. I just don't feel like he, and I, I hate to say this about a professional because I mean, to be a pro, you have to be pretty good, but. I don't feel like he's in, locked into it all the time, so no, I, I don't know. I agree. If he, you know, you know. So I, I don't know. Um, I think Oladipo's. You know, what's that? Go ahead, I was gonna say, does it ever seem to you like he just doesn't feel like he wants to be out there? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I that's kind of what. Yeah, I, mean, I, I that's kind of I feel. I, I don't know. There was a lot of pressure put on Andrew Wiggins when he entered the league. Um, I mean, there was a lot of comparisons to LeBron James. 
mm-hmm. um, some bigger players uh, back when he first entered the league. I was I was very very excited uh, to see him play, and he has completely underwhelmed me ever since Cleveland initially drafted him, uh, and then was mm-hmm. was traded for for Kevin Love, um, which turned out to be the right move um, <laughs> for many reasons. But um, I'm I'm. I think for Golden State to unload him, I, that's cap space. I mean, it's an asset. Um, obviously, right now, I don't know what he gets you in the future because his deal is, I mean, it's it's fairly large. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if you hold on or maybe it's worth it to unload him, get Oladipo. You know Oladipo is probably going to walk at the end, of the end of the season unless you convince him. And I don't know. He's not going to be a good long-term fit with Clay Thompson unless you're going to be running Clay at the three. And who knows what Clay is going to look like when he eventually comes back to basketball. I mean, who knows? Right. You don't know right. what he's going to have left at this point. He's had two devastating injuries. So, yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, moving on, we've got uh, a couple other big rumors. So another, uh, another guy that could very well be on the move um, is uh, um, Nikola Vucic, Vucevic, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. From the Orlando magic, the, uh, the magic have not had a great season by any stretch um, they are at the bottom of the league at the moment they are in uh, second to last place they are 11 games I'm sorry let's see here they are uh, actually they're not terribly out they are four games out of the eighth seed um, a lot of things can happen uh, Vooch obviously made uh, the all-star team this year which was was great but I always feel like he comes up every year in trade talks every year yep. he comes up in the same teams, you always hear the Miami Heat, the Spurs, the Celtics, the Hornets, all have significant interest in him. And nothing ever pans out because, uh, you know, this guy just keeps getting older every couple of years. And how much better does he make any of these teams in the grand scheme of things? You know, is he, is he you know, a, a bad team, good stats guy? You know, we don't really know. You know, um, we know that uh, Philadelphia probably shouldn't have traded him years ago no yeah <laughs> that was that was uh that was a major that was a major miss on their part but um i mean who you know the charlotte hornets the celtics the spurs spurs aren't really uh, super super great this year either and miami like i just i don't see them trading young core pieces for this guy so i but i just feel like every single year we hear you know trade rumors for this guy and the magic are like well we're not going to take him unless it's a great offer and you know, he gets a little bit older each year and he just signed a new deal. So um, do you think that any of these, any of these teams would be significantly better with uh, Vooch on, on their squad man in the, uh, the five spot? I, I tell you what, Sean, we, we actually talk about Vucevic a lot on the show. And I, I would like to think that I think collectively the three of us say that we really like him a lot. Um, and I think that he could bring some value to a team. Um, I just don't know. I guess you don't really know how he would fit in based off of, you know, the struggles that you've been seeing in Orlando because, you know, Orlando has been the talk of like, Oh, we have all this young talent, you know, we're ready to go. And then, you know, you get Markel Fultz and he's hurt, you know, and then you, yeah. you have, you have Aaron Gordon and he's never really all the way panned out, you know, to be that superstar that they thought he was going to be. And then you have, I mean, they, they, they have 48, they have talent there. You know, sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes it just doesn't pan out. And, you know, ultimately 
I think what Orlando is going to do is they're going to end up rebuilding and they're going to give rid of most of it and see if they can get some collateral back. So I was thinking, what if he went to a team like Portland? Oh, oh, I like that a lot, actually. Now, that is a that is a, that's something that's got a little bit more. Uh, I mean, it's, it, that seems like it's got a little bit more heat to it when you when, right. you, when you put that in there, because uh that's a team. Don't that, they have they have near near a chitch out there or uh yeah, Nurkic, but he's Nurkic. Nurkic, but Nurkic. Like, I mean he's not really been on the floor that much. And then they got Cantor, who you know, offensively he can do stuff for you, but defensively, like he might as well not even be on the floor. So, you know, if you can move those guys to get a better quality big man that consistently can stay on the floor and give you a double double every night, I mean, what does that bring for those shooters that they have around him? You know, with I mean, you got Dame and CJ and Mello and Junior, and I mean, they got some shoot coming. They got shooters out there. They do, <laughs> they do, and 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 Vooch can shoot too. That's another thing. That's, yeah, so that's the thing. That's another say, interest. Yeah. He can spread the floor as well. So I I I don't know what you give up for that for a, for a player of that uh, magnitude. Um, but I I that is a very intriguing fit. I I really do like that, Josh. That's a that's a good one. That's I, yeah. I would, I don't even know why that didn't come to my mind, but that's, that's actually, that's really interesting to me. So that is um, a good one. So we got a couple buyouts. So Lonzo ball, he was uh, rumored to be traded. There's, they said trade talks with him have kind of fizzled out for, over the last couple of weeks. Otto Porter in uh, the bulls could be agreed to a buyout. So we got a couple other, other players that are, that might be floating around out there on the, uh, and the, you know, there'll probably be some sort of trade that we won't even see coming. So, um, mm-hmm. but uh, we can definitely say that Drummond and, and cousins will be on, on different teams very soon. Um, I think that's, yeah. that's going to happen. Anything else completely up in the air right now. So no. oh, absolutely. For, for the record, I do think Lonzo has the ability to help a team. Be oh, really I, I completely, completely agree with you. Completely agree. He just, I don't think he's found the team that he needs to be on at this point, you know? So um, I think he's, he's, he's a really good player. He's a really, really good player, but I just don't think he's found his fit yet. So um, I'm looking forward. I would, I would like to see him move on and, and see, you know, where could he, you know, he could flourish a little bit. So, um, so we're here at the halfway point real quick uh, before we get out of here. Um, Eastern conference, top of uh, top of the uh, food chain here. We got the 76ers. 24 and 12 uh which mm. is which is great uh they are a half game above the nets hell of a season for the 76ers did not see that coming at all um also but on the western conference another thing that i don't think anyone saw coming the jazz and the suns are the top two teams right now um jazz are totally totally blowing everybody away this year um uh, it's they've just had an incredible season um we're going to be getting to the playoffs here in a couple months. And I feel like the jazz and the Lakers are going to, are going to meet up at that point. Um, and I know you guys have probably talked about this with Tim on your show. Do you think that they, the jazz have any chance against the LA Lakers? Ooh, I, I think they have we, a chance. Are we talking healthy Lakers? Healthy Lakers with, with Anthony Davis. Yes. Um, I, I think they have a chance, and, and here's why: any team that shoots that well from three-point range can get hot, and that's the only. I mean, you you saw that when they played them in the regular season. You saw that you saw that when they played them. What it was a week ago, week and a half ago, 
uh, when they beat them by like 20, 25. They just shot them. I mean, they just shot the lights out. They shot the lights out. Now, I don't know if they can do that for four wins, but I, I think that they have a shot to give make it a series because I, I you know, they've got shooting. Yes. Um, and, and they do play good. De- I mean, they're also ranked top five and defensively, I believe. So, yeah. Um, I mean, so they, they play on both ends of the ball. So I, do they have a shot? Absolutely. They have a shot. Um, the Lakers, I mean, when healthy, you know, and, and if you bring in a, in a guy like Drummond and, and they're healthy and you've got Anthony Davis healthy, I mean, I, I still think that's the best team in the league. But I think the Jazz, I think the Jazz would have a shot. I, I think that they're shooting the ball particularly well, uh, and I think that uh, defensively they they are able to uh, get stops when needed. So, do they have a shot? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if they could do it four straight games though. Yeah, I think in order for them to beat the Lakers, Donovan Mitchell has to be legit Spider Man in order for that to happen. If he if he doesn't play well, then I don't see them. No, I mean, I know they, they have a lot of other – I mean, he's technically the leader of that team. You know, we saw what happened the other night when they played – was it the Sixers? And um, mm-hmm. yeah, that whole debacle towards the end of the game, and he got upset and got himself tossed. And, uh, you know, Ben Simmons had him on locks in the fourth quarter and overtime. I mean, it, it, like if that was if, – if, if he shows up, I think they have a fighter's chance. Um, but – I think the Lakers are okie doke. They okie doke everybody. They're coasting right now. They're trying to keep everybody healthy, and then they'll get into the playoffs, and they'll be the Lakers. So, yeah, and that and that's okay. You can you can kind of play possum a little bit, lose a couple games because, you know, there was a couple games earlier this year where you know AD wasn't playing and LeBron was, and games close. You go into overtime, you get late in the game, and you're getting all these burn minutes with LeBron. And it's like, is this worth it in the grand scheme of things, you know, right. uh, to put, you know, to put him out there in those kind of situations. Um, Cause I mean, we forget he's not a, he's not a young man. He plays like a young man. I'm 36. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we do. I, I, I will say that I feel like the entire NBA deserves a battle of LA this year. The, the Lakers and the Clippers finally uh, battling out because we kind of got robbed last year. That'd be such a great series. I think those teams match up so well. They do. They do. I completely agree mm-hmm. with you. I think, uh, and I, that's, I'm hoping we finally get this last year because I got totally cheated last year on that. So you just want to see Lemon Pepper Lou out there, man. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> uh, at the bottom of the East, uh, we got a few teams kind of fighting for, uh, uh, you know, uh, spacing here. Uh, we've got the Heat, Hornets, Raptors, Bulls, and Pacers kind of separated by two, two and a half games. East mm-hmm. is completely wide open at this point. Even uh, really, honestly, uh, looking at it, the Hawks even have a good chance to even possibly, you know, make up some ground. So um, we can go ahead and say the Pistons and the, and the Magic are, are probably out of it. But uh, and, and the Cavs, but uh, any of these other teams, they've all got a, a shot. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens. I'd love to see my Bulls in there. Hey, I'm right there with you. Love to Patient, see that. Baby. I don't even care <laughs> if it's a first round loss to the 76ers. We'll, we'll take it, take it. But uh, I don't, I don't want to see them go up against the Nets because that'll just make me sad. A couple of weeks ago, we all, <laughs> we all had a really, really, really 
really good talk about how we just love the Hornets, man. We just like that team. Oh, oh yeah. And, yeah. and I, and I want to see them in it too. And I'll be honest with you right now, if, if, if the playoffs started today, the Hornets would take on the nets and I don't know why, but I just feel like that would be a really fun series. I mean, the Hornets yeah. would get completely wiped off the floor, but it'd probably be very similar to the all-star game score. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it probably would. And, and, you know, you got a, you got LaMelo out there. I, I, I love seeing a first year guy, especially a rookie of the year candidate getting to the playoffs in his first season. Um, helps your confidence, helps you get out there. You learn from your mistakes. Uh, Michael Jordan did it uh, for years, getting to the playoffs and getting beat out by the Celtics every year. So you learn mm-hmm. with every playoff loss. I feel like you get, you, you get a little bit better, a little bit more over the hump and you, and you learn so much from that. But uh, as of today, uh, we would be we'd be very close. We'd be one and a half games away from a Knicks Heat season uh, series in the playoffs. Which, man, that would just be so fun. Just as a throwback, uh, kind sign of sign me up. Sign me up. I'm I'm sign ready for up. it, and, and I think it would be a lot of fun to see them. So I'm really looking forward uh, to the end of the year. Um, do you guys have any predictions on how this is going to end? Do you have a do you, do you let's just say this. Let's do some bold predictions. Ben, do you have a Ooh. bold prediction for the end of the season? Um, my bold prediction is that the 76ers will make the finals and be Ooh. your NBA champions. Oh, that is super bold. Like, I'm like when I said bold, I didn't mean crazy, but mark it but- down. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i'll take it josh what do you got so, when it... <laughs> so i have the clippers upsetting the lakers oh oh okay i like it i like it to, that... to face the nets in the finals Man, that would be okay. a fun. That would be a fun NBA Finals. Not even. That would lie. be a fun. It would not be even fun. It's not going to garner the same kind of crowd that LeBron's going to garner, but I, I, I agree. Um, my, uh, my bold prediction uh, is a little bit less bold, but I feel as if, uh, if the <laughs> this is going to be kind of out there. If the Mavericks make it to the playoffs, maybe get that second seed. I think that they they upset someone and make it to the second round. Oh, okay. I feel like Luke is going to take a playoff step this year. You okay, know, I feel like Luke I feel, Mania. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what it is, but that's my prediction. I feel like the Mavericks are going to make it to the second round. Now, my prediction wasn't as bold as yours, Ben. You just like went straight. <laughs> you were like, let's, let's, hey, this is fine. If you're, hey, if you're um, going to say, it, you might as well go all the way in with it, baby. I, I will be honest with you. If, uh, you know, I obviously I love the Lakers. I'm a big fan of Philly right now. Um, if, if we get to an NBA finals where Philly is going against the Los Angeles Lakers, I'm going to probably be rooting for Philadelphia because Ben mm-hmm. Simmons is one of my, my favorite players. And I was absolutely devastated that he, him and Joel did not get to play in the all-star game last night. So I know crazy, completely, completely devastating. So we got, so for the final bowl predictions, Ben says that the, the 76ers are going to win it all. Uh, Josh says Clippers are going to upset the Lakers and go up against the Nets in the NBA finals. I'm 
going a lot lower, guys. I'm saying Mavericks are just going <laughs> to do an upset and make it to the second round. So that's that's my prediction for the end of the uh, the the 2021 NBA season. So, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, as every week, uh, next week we'll be back. Uh, hopefully, Tim will be back, energized, ready to go. We'll have a new shot callers up and we'll go from there. Uh, you guys are, you know, interested in some of our old podcasts. Please go to our website. We actually have a website, 48minutesnetwork.com. If you want to check out our old podcast. Also, Tim writes some really great articles. Uh, he did one about the G League uh, a couple weeks back. So uh, check awesome. us out. Check Fantastic. us out. Fan, yeah, uh, he, he, it was awesome he, put, he put his heart and soul into the G League and, and uh, something one of those things I don't I feel like the general public just doesn't know enough about. And he's just something that he's super passionate about. So um, really, really awesome article. So uh, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Take it easy.